You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. and it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Welcome back at Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller with Jeff Nowak getting you the latest heading into week 15 of the season. Just four games left, Jeff. It's almost over. Yay! The pain, the misery is almost over with this Saints season, but then you'll go into depression over there being no football. So anyway, we... Well, there will be football. (laughs) <laughs> there will be football. <laughs> the Saints just won't be involved in it. Mercifully, well, there will be no Saints football, so I can actually enjoy the playoffs like, just like last year. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, you're correct. I, I'll be missing it pretty quickly, but I won't be missing this season. Let's put it that way. No, it's been it's been brutal, but there was good news. Dun, 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 at, at practice, at least. You had you know a guy like Eric McCoy back, which is obviously huge news for the offensive line. I think the center position, very... I don't want to say undervalued, but underappreciated, I guess you could say, because we've had some decent fill-ins, but it's not Eric McCoy. And I feel like he is one of the better centers in the NFL. Yeah, so well, so we're going to get into some of the news. So obviously, Eric McCoy back. There's a few other notable things. We're getting into that in the first segment here. It's going to be quick. And then in the back half, we're going to get into some, some viewer listener questions. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, so first things first, as you mentioned, Eric McCoy is back. He hurt his calf. I think it was in the win over the Raiders. I can't quite remember, but it was it was either the Raiders or the Ravens game. He left early in the Ravens game. Yeah, it was for the sure. Ravens game. Night. Okay, so right. yes, yeah, so he's been out since week nine. And yes, yeah, so yeah, anytime you lose your center, it's really tough to value like how important a center is to your offense because they aren't really doing that much that you're kind of recording statistically. You're mm-hmm. kind of just expecting them to be there and to do their job. They just uh, snap the ball. Yeah, snap the ball. Don't <laughs> screw up. Don't do anything like to make us say your name and you had a good game, right? And so that's why it's tough to gauge, okay, what is the replacement difference of Eric McCoy versus Josh Andrews, right, versus moving Caesar over? And last week, or not last week, week 14, week 13, rather, you actually sat Josh Andrews down. He had played the, the three weeks prior to that, and you put Caesar Ruiz in at setter. And, you know, I, I th- there's a good reason the Saints opted not to do that the first couple weeks. And it's because putting Josh Andrews in at center means you are obviously 
losing something at center, but you are at least keeping the status quo at guard. Whereas moving Caesar Ruiz at, to center means you are not only taking that step back from Eric McCoy to Caesar at center, which isn't as big of a step back, but it is a step back. And then you are also taking a step back at guard where you are now playing a backup. And so it really hurts you at multiple positions. And I think, I think that's a big reason the Saints really struggle to rug the to run the ball against the Bucs. But hopefully, you know, Eric McCoy is back at practice. That doesn't mean he's going to play this week, but it means he's getting a lot closer. The other guy we got back, Pete Werner, he has been out since, I believe, also the Ravens game. Kate Nellis has filled in remarkably well, and Dennis Allen has said, you know, he's going to keep getting run. Um, however, they have to figure it out. Obviously, you have this is a team that typically will only pay, play two linebackers at any time. Sometimes you get into more base sets, and I think you're going to see more base over the final four weeks of the season, trying to get all three of those guys on the field. Um, but yeah, so the bad news is the Saints season is effectively over. You know, maybe something crazy could happen. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. The good news is they're getting healthy for these final four games. So maybe you can get some positive momentum, however things end uh, heading into the offseason. And you can't forget the oft-injured but not forgotten linebacker Chase Hansen back off. Yes. IR. Chase Hansen. Big Chase. We've never seen him in game action, but he manages to stick around. Yeah, I, I can't recall ever like saying his name during a game. I've said his name during preseason games. I can't remember ever saying his name during an actual game. Uh, but yeah, good to have him back. Good to see guys heading healthy. But a guy who's going the opposite direction, and I think we all could have kind of seen this coming, Mark Ingram, headed to injured reserve. He has that ACL injury. He was probably going to miss the final four games of the season either way. But this now guarantees that. And... It's a bummer for Mark. You know, who knows where whether this is the end of his career, right? Like his his Saints contract is done after this season. I would be surprised if they brought him back, just knowing they need to get a little younger at that position. But you never know. You know, maybe he'll sign a sign a short term team friendly deal. But he's also 32, 32 years old and could very much retire. This is a time of their of their career where many running backs would be like, you know what? Let's call it. He's had a great career. He's a Saints franchise career leader in rushing yards. So it's not like he's got a lot holding him to the game of football beyond really wanting to play. And so, yeah, so he'll be out the rest of the season and uh, you're going to turn the page at at backup running back. It's hard to imagine that obviously his last play be that. Sure hope it's not. That's short of the sticks. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that would be a bummer way to end a career. But, you know, that's again, I talk about this after the game. It's like, if you think that is the defining moment of Mark Ingram's Saints career, then you haven't been paying attention, right? Like every he, sure, yes, it was a bad play. His knee was exploding. He's literally done for the season uh, because of because he came back and played. But this guy has done a lot of good things for the Saints. So appreciate Mark Ingram. Stop trashing the players. Like it's so tiring to watch to to, to see people just trashing guys left and right. Like it's a bad season. It's a rough season. Don't need to be like turned into this toxic fan base. It's like you just got to kind of deal with it. Like it sucks, but everyone has to deal with the crappy football. No, it totally sucks, right? Because you think of how Breeze went out too. I mean, two like, I'm not saying at the same level of player, but definitely that's some big time stature in this NFL, this Saints franchise. And they've just had rough endings to their, like really unfortunate endings to their career. Well, let's put it this way, right? The career passing leader retires. The coach that you know that the uh, hands down best coach in Saints history retires. Mark Ingram, the all-time leading rusher in Saints history, 
probably retires. So, so that's a lot. That's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a, there's a Mount Rushmore somewhere and, you know, those names probably but on wait, it. Sean's coming back. <laughs> don't, don't, don't spoil the surprise, but okay. So we talked about the guys who were hurt, who guys who were coming back. There was one name coming into the fold, a guy I'm actually pretty excited about because I think the saints saw a lot of things from him earlier this season because they had no choice. And that's Eno Benjamin. They tried to claim him off waivers when the Cardinals cut him in kind of a surprise move after he kind of got into it with Cliff Kingsbury about not having the role he was expecting or hoping for when James Conner got healthy after he had played really well in his absence. Uh, And so they cut him. And then he got the saints tried to claim him. He was a popular guy on waivers. He ended up at Houston for two weeks, played in one game, got one carry or no, three carries for one yard. Just really didn't do anything. Then he got cut and the Saints claimed him. So Eno Benjamin is now on the roster and I'd expect him to step right in at that backup running back position. And, you know, he's a guy who you can get a really good look at over the final four games, knowing that there's not a ton of pressure in terms of, okay, you know, he doesn't really know the offense. We don't want to put him in a situation where he might cost us a game. Season's over. Why not? Get a good look at this guy. And maybe, you know, maybe he's a young running back. He's 23 years old that, that you can bring back next year and and have some confidence in because that has been something that I've been very critical of this season and in the season's past is you just don't have any young up-and-coming running backs that can step in in situations like you found last week where Alvin Kamara had to come off the field and your only option was to put the guy in there who you had to know had a busted knee and... The result was you didn't get a first down on a play you objectively should have got a first down on, you know. And so, uh, hopefully, he can he can make an impact because Alvin hasn't made an impact over the last month. I've and- been waiting like it's like, okay, this is the week that's it's going to happen now. And I don't know. It just we had one Camara explosion this year, and then that was it. Really, I mean, he's gotten yarded, sure, but not not of late. Even he had two games. He had two big games. Right. He had a 200 yard game. I think it was against the Seahawks. And he had. <laughs> How the, could it not be? <laughs> yeah. And then he had the big three touchdown game against the Raiders, obviously. So, yeah, he's had two big games. And then that's really it. You know, usually it'll be like, okay, yeah, he has these massive games. Like even in 2020, he had the, you know, six touchdown game against the, the Vikings. But he also had a lot of like good games, like solid games, games that you're like, okay, oh, yeah, he was a big, he was a big part of that result. This year, he's only topped. 65 rushing yards twice. Twice. All season. Ouch. Alvin Kamara. 65. That's not a crazy number. I said it at 65, but he has he's had a game with 62. Uh he had a game with 61. But I mean, those aren't that's not a that's not a that's not a lot of yards. Like I don't think saying if 65 is a number that you should be able to get by. It's it's kind of arbitrary, but again, it's like you have not had a impact performance. Like you could get 20 rushing yards on one play, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you could get, like, if you're having a big game, you could get a third of that on one decent run. That's not even a great run. That's just a good run. And so, I mean, you just haven't had those chunk plays from him. And, and that's frustrating. And it's not like, it's not like you've seen a ton of receiving yards either, right? He's had over 50 receiving yards only one, two, three times. So how does that – I mean, that's that's not a star running back. That's No, just and then a, you say, oh, he got three touchdowns, and you're like, oh, in a game? Yeah, in a game, but also that was it. All year. <laughs> you know has, I know better that he's too good of a weapon not not to have more than that. It's just 
That's a weird dysfunction in this offense this year. He has more fumbles than touchdowns. Oh, man. That's brutal. <laughs> that hurts. It does. That, hurt. Yeah. That, that, that hurt right there. He has the same number of fumbles in the red zone as he has touchdowns in the red zone because he scored from outside the red zone on two of those touchdowns against the Raiders because they were catches. And he hit fumbled on the one-yard line against the 49ers. So, yeah, it's been rough. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So all that said, I do like the idea of getting a young guy in here who has something to prove and maybe can make an impact. And I do like his skill set. I like his kind of dual threat ability. He runs hard. He breaks tackles. He can catch the ball. That touchdown he had against the Saints in that week seven game when he had 100 and what, 100 and 12 total yards, 213 total yards. I think he ran for 92 and he caught 21 yards. That touchdown he had where he just powered into the end zone and kind of fell, right? I mean, that ended that game. The Saints actually had, you know, a pipe dream of maybe trying to come back and make that a game, and he ended it right there. So maybe that's something where you can build off of and you can be happy about it going into the offseason and saying, wow, we finally have a little bit of positivity, a young player at the running back position. But who knows? I, he could I, I also get cut in two weeks. <laughs> I just worry, obviously, about what, why is he bouncing around so much? Yeah, well, so that's... We knew, that, we knew about the clash in Arizona, then, man, you, you didn't even... You barely unpacked in Houston. Why did Houston claim him if they weren't going to play him? It seems odd, because they have nothing else Well, really. they have Damian Pierce. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing, is if you look at the list of things that the Texans need... A young running back isn't on that list. Like they want to play Damian Pierce. And so it's like, oh, you brought me in so you could have me sit on the bench and, and make plays on special teams. You know, I, I would have been annoyed too. I went to college in Arizona. So like <laughs> that's where his entire football career has been. It's pretty well settled in Arizona. He was the seventh round pick in 2020. And then all of a sudden he's in Houston on this this just rudderless franchise. So, you know, maybe he was just like, yeah, guys, this isn't working out. It just, it's, I'm not saying, you know, it's huge red flag, but it is a little concern there. It's like, well, what's, why is the, why is his attitude seem to be an issue now with two franchises? I mean, what, but what are you concerned about? Well, I mean, we got enough problems here. I don't need more, like a, whatever causing more disruption. You want total, total and utter chaos? Think I don't, that I don't running... think he's going to come in and ruin the locker room. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's not like, that's the thing is this, this, team actually does have a lot of veteran leadership on it and they have held together pretty well despite one of the worst seasons you can remember so like that's not what I'm worried about right I do want to see him get playing time what I would be worried about is you bring him in and then you just don't play him at all you don't give him a chance 
and you end up elevating David Johnson from the practice squad and playing him <laughs> for, for no reason. It's like there's no bad ideas at this point in the season other than giving playing time to people who you don't have any upward trajectory for. You know their ceiling. It's not getting any higher. So you're just doing that, right? It's it's the same reason I want to see Rashid Shahid get featured, right? I want to see Chris Olave get featured. I want to see guys who are the future of the team getting a chance to expand their skill set rather than continuing to run back the same movie over and over and over again. That's what I want to see done differently. Well, now you definitely at running back have Ingram down. You have Dwayne Washington who's sick, Who so who knows? So Eno might be getting a handful of snaps right away. I couldn't, I could, I could definitely picture that. Well, um, this week is tough, right? Like he's, yeah, he's coming in. He has to learn the playbook and what's going to slow him down. And what is always going to slow a running back down, getting into a new system is pass protection, right? You have to be able to hold up in pass protection. You have to be able to know the checks you have to be able to know the language in the offense. And so this week, I, I don't know how much you're going to see him and maybe they do elevate David Johnson and play him. But, you know, weeks 16, 17, and 18, he should be, I don't know about getting featured, but he should be getting a heavy run, especially if, you know, the mathematical projections suddenly eliminate you from the playoffs, right? Like, right now, you you have to continue to play to give yourself the best chance to win, regardless of who you're putting on the field, because there is that outside shot of, okay, you win out and the Bucks go one and three, whatever. Right. The second that's no longer the case, I almost think you shut down Alvin Kamara and you say, hey, you know, go for it. See what you got. You know, you shut you shut down a guy like, yeah, I don't know if you shut down Jarvis because he's on a one year deal anyway. But like what what you don't want to have happen is the season's over and Alvin's getting 25 carries and blowing out his knee. And then next year he's 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 dealing with that. That's what you want to avoid in a lost season is making things worse than they have to be. Does that make sense? I don't even know though. Would he want to sit just to to rest to sit the way out when even though Alvin? nothing? Yeah, I don't even care what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, genuinely. I would, I would say he's got a say in it. I don't. No, I, I I don't think you have a say in it. When you would just rest him just because the game. Yeah, you're shutting him down. You're shutting him down. <laughs> oh, he's I had can't. plenty of opportunity to make his name in this season. He doesn't have to do it in the final three games where you're out of you're out of and I'm saying when you're out of contention out of contention literally no mathematical chance to make the playoffs I shut him down and sure he might not like it but if he wanted that to not be the case he could have made a bigger impact when the games mattered and then so then we're just featured with Eno you're seeing what he has you're giving guys a run you're seeing what they have to offer I see no problem with that whatsoever. You you see what guys like Kirk Merritt have to offer, right? You don't have that many young guys, <laughs> right? You no, got to right. see what they have. I just can't imagine. Maybe it's just the last game of the year kind of thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking way too much into this. Like the rest of the season is so many games even. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about this week. I'm not even talking about next week, probably. I'm talking about like the last two weeks of the season, right? This guy's played 15 games. It's not like he's only, you know, like he's been there all but one game. We can pretend he's healthy. I don't believe that he's healthy. And to some extent, no one's healthy at this point in the season, right? So you're going to list him on the injury report with whatever injury he's playing through because everyone's playing through something. 
and you're going to say, yeah, okay, it's bad. That's what I would do because... It was a situation like when he gave that speech to the locker room, all his swag like got sucked out of him and and like just, I don't know. He's He has not been the same guy after his big locker room speech. After one game, he had one game and that's it. But all right, let's wrap up that segment there and we'll get into some questions after the break here on Inside Black Eagle. 